Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. It's real, real late in Pennsylvania. And this is the Life in Tubs podcast. <laughs> I'm on here with my little sister. <laughs> but she a big boss. Definitely Defiantly. Defiantly big. Tell us about everything. Um, Introduce yourself to the Life of Tons people. Okay, well, I'm a Nad- I'm Nadia Brunson. I like to go by Anadia. It's my attribute. People was wondering. Okay. And I am 23 years old. I am two months out for being a licensed cosmetologist. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Lil sis doing big things. <laughs> and I am owner and CEO of Defiant Beauty Studio. And I have been running my business since the fifth grade, so about six years. That's a lot of experience. <laughs> you got your feet well. Yeah. Listen, here at the Life of Times, we like to do a mental health check. How do you feel from one to ten? If you don't want to begin, I can start my friend. Um, I feel like a good eight. I'm in great <clears throat> spirits. Um, I've been working towards my own mental health. I'm like not I'm not dealing with the same things that I used to deal with before. I'm removing myself from a lot of things. Um I'm falling back from being so angry. So I would say a eight. I'm doing good. Yeah. I mean, I'm right here with you. If I wasn't like sneezing everywhere, but I haven't sneezed so far. Yeah. <laughs> Whole, whole lot of flu games. Um, yeah, I'm feeling like an eight. That's good. When I'm sneezing and shit, I feel like a five. Okay. You know, people are like watching me. I'm watching them. Yeah. It's a lot of. It's a lot of pressure. You never had good allergies <laughs> since I since we were kids. Since I would I've say known that. you, right? You never had good allergies. But let me start off right. I just want to tell you, Nadia has always been brave. Smallest in the room with the biggest presence. Thank you. Dear. Since we were kids. I just want to give you that. And then let's talk about growing up together. Um, I loved growing up with my brother. Whether he believes it or not, we always argued as kids. I think it's because we're both Geminis. We're both headstrong. So like when we believe something, we believe it. All the way. All the way. But I have always looked up to my brother. He's always been like a hero for me in the moments that count. Um, You never left me by myself. I felt like Growing up with you was super fucking hilarious. Yeah. You are the funniest person I know, besides Charlie Sunil follows in your footsteps. Shout out Charlie. That's our younger sister. Violet Victoria. Yes. Big Violet Victorian. Big Violet Victorian. Um, um what else? Yeah, I mean, it was always lit. Yeah. Nadia think- always got me into some trouble. Yeah. But that was her job, right? Yes. <laughs> That's what little sisters do. So like it was good, man. I I love you. I love you. You know, I love you very much. I appreciate you and yeah. I learned a lot from you. I learned almost everything from you and I discredited our relationship for so long because you didn't become cool to me until I got grown. <laughs> it t- it takes some time. It listen, I remember me and Nadia were cool. Best friends. She turned 13 like the whole crib changed. Who or who are these people and why are they in my house? That's yeah. how I felt. Nadia, Nadia was in her duffel. It was crazy. Um, my teenage, becoming a teenage person, little girl thing was one of the best. Ex- I won't even want to say one of the best experiences. It was a tumultuous experience, but it made me the person that I am today. Gotta Everything build that, that character. I, yeah, it built my character. Um, when I was younger, I was super fucking passionate. Were yeah. you cursed? Yeah. Okay, cursed. Okay. 
I was super fucking yes, the fuck passionate. You care. Yeah, <laughs> I was super fucking passionate. So wow. everything was big for me. Every f- emotion I felt, <laughs> every situation I went through, everything um, that was presented to me in my life was big for me because I was just a big. I'm a big person. I'm a small person, but I'm a big, like energy wise, yeah, person no, not and spirit. Giant energy. He used to sing at Red Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Nadia's always been an entertainer. She's always been more out there than me. Yeah. And like, I think that's the biggest thing I learned from you. Yeah. Now, I can't do it continuously. But you get the yourself I can be extroverted when I need to be. I love that. It was, it, I mean, you know. I hated that about you oh, as yeah. a kid. I always wanted to put you on the spot because I knew what you had to offer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel you on yeah. that. Because if you, you can tell somebody's holding back. Absolutely. And I used to do that a lot because, like, I don't know. When I was younger, like, my teenage self, mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of depression. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but, like, growing up as a black teen. Yeah. Neighborhood. Neighborhood. School. We get into fights. How about only we had our was our Dukes, mostly. Yeah. So. That's all we had. I feel like we had, um, we definitely had. Our trials and tribulations. I feel like everything that we went through as far as building up to where we are now molded me. Yeah. I I definitely never shy away from the past because I feel like it made me the the way that I am now. I wouldn't be so strong. I wouldn't be so uh, dedicated to my cause or what I want for myself (laughs) if I didn't go through those things. I feel like... Christina gave me persistence if she didn't give me anything. Yeah. She gave me persistence and she gave me hard work. Mommy was always working. Yeah. That's like my earliest memories. Mommy's at work. Yeah. So like, that's what it was. You know, I started taking out the trash. She started learning how to cook. Yep. We picked up some rolls because mommy had to had Mommy to had to work. So, yeah. Charlie's just like our little baby. Yeah. We <laughs> raised her. You was the dad and I was the mom and we figured it all we out. We was helping with homework. We was helping with drama in school. I remember pulling up to her school to go uh, supervise some violence. Yep. <coughs> Shout out violence. Shout out violence. I uh, I used to shy away from it, but I was like, nah, this is like necessary. Just yeah. Because of the, the environment. I, I didn't want to get caught up in a cycle. Yeah. But some, you know, push come to shove. You I was grateful to. that you always pulled me back. Yeah. Because it's so easy for us to crash out. Yeah. Right? Like, it was just so easy. I mean, I got people I grew up with, they went to a different middle school. They are dead. Yeah. Like. That's how big it was in our neighborhood. Like, the choices. One choice. One choice can change your entire life. You know? Absolutely. I'm grateful for Amy Northwest because of that. Because I think if you wouldn't have went there. If I went to Leeds, I'd probably be a different person. Yes. Absolutely. Now, when I went to Hope, it was needed, though, because yeah. I, I was in this smart guy bubble, mm-hmm. so I was, like, way too culture. introverted. I needed some culture. I also needed to build that character. Like, Absolutely. You get pushed in streams, and then you start pushing back. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, my school got shut down. That was great. Yeah. Um, it was just us in that one-bed apartment. It was <clears throat> us four in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> That was like my earliest years. That's why Absolutely. I think that's why that gives us a drive, you know? Absolutely. I mean, we're sitting in a three bed right now, so look at you. Thank you. You know? It just takes a little bit. <clears throat> then you can attain what you want. Yeah. Um, how was having your idea, like your initial idea for Defiant? 
way back in 10th grade. Um, so it was messy. Yeah. It was messy. If I could say anything, I was trying to, I'm a talented person. I have gifts in so many things. I'm like, um, an artist, like I'm big with doing things with my hands. Yeah, Nadia has been massively talented at everything. Thank you. Like all the like, I never like fully committed to the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like I was never like, oh, I'm from this block. Oh, I'm from here. My mindset was never that. Yeah. So I felt like you fed in way better than me Mm -hmm. because I was like, yeah, this is cool. But like, bro, what's going to happen after we get into it? I I didn't have a grasp for after. So that's why I fed in. Yeah. I I fed in because my temperament as a kid was of that. Yeah. I wasn't uh, really... It was just my neighbor. I went to Wagner. If anybody from Philly is listening, y'all know what Wagner is like. But yep. for non-Philly people, Wagner is is trenches. Trenches is it is. I mean, that's the same everything thing for, uh, you ever thought of an inner city school. That is Wagner, but it also, happening. first of all, some of the best teachers in the world because they care. They care about us. They're, they're trying to save lives. Those teachers are trying to save lives. Shout out to Miss Johnson. Who helped me get to fucking high school because if Miss Johnson wasn't there whooping my ass and I mean literally grabbing me from out of the classroom because she used to drink with my mom, beating my ass in this damn school so that I would know like this shit is serious and you gotta move on. You know what's kind of sad is that we don't have that in the community anymore. At all. I remember like our neighbors could check us. Quick. Quick. And now Miss Campbell? Yeah. Can you think about how many times you seen Miss Campbell yoke a kid out mm-hmm. of line? Miss Campbell, man. I got in trouble a couple times. I remember that. Yes. Got suspended a couple times. Absolutely. You know, I always played it like I was like this goody two shoes, but I was getting to shit too. So was, Absolutely. You know, like I went through my rebellious phase too. I mean, I remember like my teenage years just getting kicked out. Yeah. You know, me and mommy get into it. I'm in the streets now. <laughs> now you gotta go. <laughs> but that was needed because I see some crazy stuff while I was out there, mm-hmm. and it made me reflect. I need to go home. Yeah, I need to go home. But yeah. I remember one time I'm like, this movie is on Oguns. Mm-hmm. My man told me to step out, and I'm walking, and this dude kicked the shorty out of the moving car. Mm. And she just started screaming. And I'm like, I don't like this. This is a lot. This is a lot, man. I don't know how to bury this. Same experience at King when I went to King. It was a whole different ball game because it was a whole bunch of people who didn't give a fuck about what they was going to do after this. Oh, yeah. So we were all stuck in these walls with teachers who were scared of us. Mm -hmm. Curriculum that was two grades lower than us. Yeah. No books. We didn't have no programs. We didn't even have art. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't play football, you were chalked. You were chalked. Uh, I joined dance team, saved me a little bit. Track as well. Track saved me a little bit. Yeah, you know activities. Kids need activities, especially yeah. in the inner city. And my mom, shout out to mommy. She tried to find anything for us. To yeah, do. because I was in the reading Olympics. Yeah, uh, I was doing the a math bunch, Olympics. Math Olympics yeah. as well. I was a really smart kid, especially when I was younger. Absolutely. And then uh, it all grew. You know. I uh I really appreciate that because mommy used to push me so hard when I was younger. I was like, "Why is mommy on me like this?" Right? And then you see kids who don't have that. A little insight. I had a conversation with mommy like two weeks ago, and I always used to tell her like, "You were so hard on Jared about school. Look where he at." Yeah, chilling in LA now. If you would, if she wouldn't, she <coughs> felt like it was 
be hard on you or you'll die. Yeah. No, no. And I realized and that. That's I why she that. was the way she was. I feel like... Nah, she was saving my life. Yeah, she was trying to save your life. And she always says, I hope Jared never comes back here. And people be like, what, what, what? I y'all mean, don't understand. Y'all don't understand. I, I lost people, bro. Like, kids I grew up Kathy with. Kathy is my, one of mommy's closest friends. Yeah. Son, she just buried her son. Not, not... Oh, okay. I'm talking about uh, the older one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say. Not twin son. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, our neighborhood was real, bro. It was real. It was real. It was real. I don't think people understand that. Like, I mean, me and you got into some actual shit. Actual shit. Actual shit. Like, somebody tried to rob us. On we our way kids. to school as kids. And yes. bro, like, tried to stab me. Yeah. And I tore the shit out of his hand with the UKO book bag. Yep. Shout out the UKO book bag. And then the crossing guard tackled him. Yep. And saved our lives. We was kids. I was crazy so thing scared. Is, we knew that dude. Yep. He was, like, teaching us how to curse. I think I seen him when I... I always say this for me personally, mm-hmm. like my relationship, like everyone around me changed as I got bigger. Yeah. I don't know if it's a male thing or what, but like after I stopped being five, two, yeah, the world kind of changed for me mm-hmm. because people, I, you're instantly a threat. I'm a threat. And I didn't even know people were always, that's like the first thing people would say to me. And then like, you know, situations in the crib, I was able to, you know, negate that because I was there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it was a lot. I uh, I really appreciate you because we was like right there. Yeah, through thick and thin, we used to have like meetings. One thing about me, you, and Charlize, we rally. Yeah, we're into each other. I'm. It's not an option for our us to not have a relationship with each other, and also have a relationship where we feel like we can depend on each other because a lot of our family is not like that. Like, you know? Well, you know, we have to learn from that, right? Yeah. And that's, I mean, we used to talk about it all, all the, the time. time. It's like, yo, this is our generation. And we're doing we something, to do something different. different. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around it. It's good to have that, like, even to have that notability yeah. at that young age. Like, okay, this is what's happening. We're not trying to do no, that. No, we were never, like, dumb. Yeah. You know, we wasn't very... I very mean, smart kids. Smart kids, and we, like, lost our naivety. Like very young, very young, yeah. Because after that, and then I remember like we had got jumped, yeah. That was how long? How many times did I walk you up there? Probably like half the year, half a year. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy because I was, had I, I I took like certain measures and I was prepared to do things. Yeah, I was, I, it was very, crazy. and it was it was a fight or flight thing for me. I started getting into the spirit. It was like if anybody say anything. If you look at me crazy, that's the response you're going to get. Yeah. I'm coming at you. Yeah, Nadia because, was, a, was a rock willer. She was a pit bull for a little bit. Because I I felt threatened. Threatened. I mean, and it, 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 because it, it stretches back to when we were going to the same elementary school. Yes. And then I left. Yeah. And then everybody's treating you different, mm-hmm. which is weird. But, you know. Yeah, it's just like that. It's just like that. Um, it's like, oh, he's not there. Boom. And I started to fight every day. Yeah. And then I'm like super small. So I used to have like, you little. Mm-hmm. You ain't going. Yeah, no, Nadia had a chip on her shoulder. Yeah, I had a chip on my shoulder. Um, How was building your brand? Like you're in year six. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity filled paranormal talk show like no other monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions you won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show 
I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. I'm in year six. (coughs) It wasn't easy by anything. Like, it was one of the hardest things I ever did in my life. Um, It takes immense patience. It takes real dedication to something. It takes times of being dead broke. Like, I worked um, at the gas station, Wawa, all of these different things for my first three years of my business. Just to fund it. Just to fund it. Yeah. Because I didn't have... Yeah. yeah, I didn't have enough clients. I didn't have resources. I didn't have any way to um, really build it. And then it was a good time because social media sparked. Yeah. So it was like everybody got real into Instagram and you was able, you start being able to make money off of there. So I came in right, right at that time and it blew up from there. I had a lot of people that believed in me though. I had, I'll say that my mom pushed me. Like, when I told her that I wanted to do hair, she went to the hair store. She bought me, like, barrettes and ballies and stuff and, like, hair hair supplies. And she was like, all right, now just promote yourself. Anybody asks, do they daughter want their hair done? Anything. And I would promote myself. I would promote myself. I used to draw business cards and hand them out. Remember that? Yeah. (laughs) I used to draw up business cards and hand them out. I mean, the whole- With my mom number on there. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can dodge that so mommy can set it up. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, so. I, I've been building my brand for a while. I'm a year two, as far as the podcast, building my uh, brand as a poet as well, as a storyteller. So, like, it just takes time and belief, right? Absolutely. And then you got to put the money in. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing, like, the biggest divide between people, who, like, just talking about it. And doing it. And doing it. like Putting your money behind something... It, it gives you a different motivation behind it. It makes you take it way more serious because if it doesn't work, you're the one that lose. So it's like I had to make this. Um, and then I also always had a chip on my shoulder about being something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never, I always felt like after high school, <sighs> girls in my community either met a guy and had a kid and that was their life or... They fucked with a guy that had a couple hours and that was their life. Or they went to school and I didn't like that. That was their life. So I didn't I wanted to be something. You know what I mean? So yeah, and I know I the always, pressure to be something. And I know? always felt pressure from mommy to be something. Yeah, mommy Never, didn't want us to be a, like this chill. It wasn't an block. option. It wasn't, like, an, it, it option. wasn't an option. Once I was 14, I got my working paper, I was working from then. Yeah. So it wasn't like was, <laughs> our household was set up a way different way. And it was yeah. like, oh, you want to go out, you want to have friends over, you wanna you better be working. Yeah. And if you ain't working, you can't do none of that. Yeah. So it was like I always like mommy always promoted us and told us about getting our own money. So that was like one of the big, biggest things that I had. And I'm I always looked at myself as a boss. Like I can't, I didn't want to second for, to none. Yeah, I didn't want to be second or, or have yeah. to be under somebody else. And I'm telling you, it's nothing wrong with being a part of a team. Okay, you got to learn how to be a worker before you're a boss. Absolutely. So you know, work. I worked in hair salons. Um, I swept up hair. I washed hair. All of that. While I was building my career. And then after I got done all that work, I would take a breed client when I was working at the barbershop. So 
it was it was really about being persistent and having that workman's that that real work ethic and okay, this didn't work. Let me try something else. This didn't work. Let me try something else. It's definitely not giving up. You can't keep starting over. Yeah, no, I I never got into that because <clears throat> like I was you know after, I, we'll get into it later. Mm-hmm. But uh, after Daddy passed, I was. I was on BS. Like I was never a partier. Yeah. And I started partying. Yeah. So I wait. I was wasting time and energy. And after I got through that cloud, mm-hmm. I got my discipline. After he passed, I didn't work for a year. Yeah. So it, it took a big chunk out of us. But we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um. Let's talk biggest inspirations. I would say my f- first first biggest inspiration will always and forever be mommy. Um. When. I seen mommy sleep on the toilet one day. Yeah. No, mommy was working. She was working. When she we was, was working, kids. man. I, I remember her dead. coming in dead tired. Dead. And know. I I wanted to create something where I could help her. Yeah. Same here. So that was one of my first biggest information uh inspirations. And my second inspiration, <coughs> biggest inspiration was Uncle David graduating college. Yeah. That I was didn't a big think thing. People went to college. Yeah, no, that was like an unknown thing. Yeah, I didn't that really believe really, that. He was the first person in our family. Ever. And that's why I followed in his footsteps. Yeah. After he graduated, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's stuff outside of this community. It's possible. It's yeah, possible. it's you don't have to work and live yeah. where you come from. You don't have to live and die in the same I area. didn't know that. Yeah. No, I didn't I mean, know that. I'm telling you, it's because like, you know, when I was going to Hope, I had to put myself there. Like, I was yeah. there, bro. Yeah. Absolutely, especially in that neighborhood. Uh-huh. What? Bruh. And then like, yeah, I mean, first day I got in there, it's like uh three on three brawl. Yeah. Like, I remember I had to and then like this dude tests me. So he just came out of juvie. He's mm-hmm. like swole as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like pop with his perm. And it's chicken finger day. And uh he tried to take my chicken fingers, I was ready to die. <laughs> like I took my glasses off and we squared up and then like he didn't. He was just testing me, but like that was like a constant thing. I yeah. built that callus because like when I was going to Amy, all the kids were smart as hell, and everybody was cool with each other. <clears throat> well, we had the intelligence to articulate that. Like right. it's, it's a little different. Like I always say, Amy was like high school. I was doing college level stuff. Yeah, I know. Like I remember Uncle David had to help me with that project. Yeah, like it was serious. So. And then I go to Hope Charter where it's underfunded like shit. They barely got books. Barely got books. Uh, first day there, a shorty was trying to let me crack. And this is when I was like a virgin and stuff. Exactly. Like, I'm talking about like my first day. I believe you. So, like the first day. I'll give you my king first day after this. Yeah. So like I get through that and then like this dude is trying to sell me weed or get me to try to sell weed. weed. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 And like in front of the teacher. I'm like, what is she going to say? What is she going to do? Can you hop in? <laughs> she started looking at everything else. Yo, tell me about your uh, first day at King. First day at King. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. The only reason I didn't go to King, because my entire neighborhood was there. Yes. Mommy said, I remember the high school conversation that y'all had. And mommy made it very clear that the only place you couldn't go was King. Yeah. I mean, so, I think I did the interview, the walkthrough, and literally, I see kids, they're like, yo, Nate. I'm like, shit. And I, I'm, I'm sure if I went there, I probably would have. Totally different person. Yeah. But get to your first day at King. First day at King. So, I went the year that 
Germantown High School closed and they merged with King. Oh shit. So, so we're in the we're in school with twelfth graders ready to graduate that's inside of our classes. Mm-hmm. Because they don't even have classes to put these kids. So they're trying to give us some type of curriculum. When I was a freshman. The teacher class. was in the corner. She was crying. They're in there. Throwing shit at her, bullying her. I see that shit too. All kinds of shit. All types of shit. I walk in, I'm little not. Mind you, I had reputation from Wagner. Yeah. And, you know, our entire family went to uh, King. So I knew teachers and shit when I was coming in. And I always had like a uh, people, you know, I always had friends and shit. And lunch hit and a girl walked right up to me like, we about to rumble. Throw your shit up. Yeah. I remember I was And I, I was like, what? Yeah, that's pretty Crack crazy. me. She cracked you? Cracked me. Off rip. Off rip. Yeah. And we started fighting right there. Yeah. That was my first day. That's when I got suspended. And mommy was like, how the fuck? Yeah. She was done. <laughs> nah, I mean, bro, the only thing with my shit, I never got caught. And then like, yeah. it was to the stream too. Cause like, well, I'm a, I, I think I always got caught in fight situations because my anger yeah, level, you can, you can I calm can't, down. I can't go you back can't, down. You're like all the way up there. Yeah. I can't, can't really back in. <coughs> like so, when I get angry, I go cold. Yeah. Like, I get real logical and methodical. You know, I get a little weird, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk doing the work. Like it's no way to get anywhere if you don't do the work. Okay, I'll start with learning all my crafts. Yep. I think uh, hair school was a big turn for me as far as um, being a cosmetologist and being a black cosmetologist in Philly because when I went to my school, I went to Empire. I'm still actively in rural, but I went to Empire and Cecil B. Moore, which is, if anybody knows, a black neighborhood. Every teacher, every staff member... Every single person was black. It was all black women. It was a good experience. It was a great vibe. It's it's one of the best things. Yeah, it was a one is one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life. And that when I walked in there, that was the first place that somebody said, "Like, bro, you can be a millionaire off of this. This yeah. is your idea." Yeah. At twenty, <coughs> got it. It's you can be a millionaire. Like, uh, proof of concept, right? Exactly. So. I, I got my proof of concept when I went to school and then there was a whole bunch of girls who were like-minded, who mm-hmm. wanted to do the same things, um, who wanted to be a part of those things. Um, I taught myself how to breed. I grew up under my Aunt Shelly. You know Aunt Shelly is like a prime braider. I like the tones. <laughs> yes. I grew up under my Aunt Shelly who braided my entire family's hair and she she was disciplined like she was a certain type of uh, cosmetologist. She did hair to grow hair. And she did hair to keep our hair um, growing and in protective styles. And The crown. Yeah, it was a crown. And it was like a real thing for Aunt Shelly. We had Sundays. You know how Sundays was in our house. She would come over. She would wash her hair, blow our hair out. Chili. Chill, cook. Cook food for us. We would eat. And then she would do our hair all night. And she would show me the styles and show me the different techniques. And... If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't breed. Um, how's your first product? I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> um, my product is like 
You ever have that thing that warm your heart up like your book? Yeah. It's it's the most thing. It's the thing that I've been most proud of. It took me two years, one year of development, one year of trying to figure out how to how the fuck do you put out a product, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the third year, that's when I released my product and I sold out within the first two months, and I realized that I had something. Yeah. And now I'm doing it's actively being sold on my website. People come. Uh shout out the product, shout out the website. Um, my product is Nate's Nape Oil. It's a hundred percent natural, organic scout rejuvenation and hair growth oil. Um, it's more serum like, so it sits on the scout and promotes a healthy scout for hair growth. And it's all made of things that we naturally secrete out of our scout as black people. Um, let's talk networking. Networking. Building that web of people. Okay. So it's word of mouth. I'm from uptown. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. But up being from uptown, you gotta know people. Yeah. And you damn near know everybody because it's like a cul-de-sac. Yeah. So no, every, everybody's right there. Yeah, everybody's right there. Every street uptown runs into it into the other one. My mind you, we had a lot of family in uptown. Beyond our whole family is uptown. My mom is a prominent person up there. And once people found out that Chrissy's daughter was brave, and it was it was from there, yeah. honestly. Same and thing. Also, my networking really started when mommy got me the job at hair designing. It's on Shelton Ave. These are all black men barbershop. And they let me be the only stylist in there. Do the little thing. Shot them out. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, shout out to those men. Those men really um, brought me under their wing, taught me shit about being a boss, taught me shit about money management, taught me shit about running a salon and dealing with customers. And they also never, ever, ever made me feel weird. Yeah. And they, you know, sure. as as, as men yeah. and women, people would never believe that those type of situations happen. All of those men are really good friends of mommy and AI used to know daddy. Mm. So it, it was a... um. Great experience. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I never stopped trying to meet new people. Yeah. And I, I never stopped. Yeah. When I, uh, when I go out, I'm business card down. Mm-hmm. Everything is, I braid, I braid my own hair. So I'm a walking billboard. I try to promote myself with everything I'm doing. I got this new product line coming out for more promotion. So it'll be merchandise and stuff. So I'll yeah. tell you about that later before we end the podcast. Um, I just want to tell you right here to your face. On wax, you've always inspired me. Thank you, and I love you for it. Thank you, I love you more. You have always been an inspiration for me as well. I never, I didn't think you was gonna leave for college until you left. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I almost it like fucked me up. I almost stayed, bro. I was trying to, I was looking, and I was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. You gotta, gotta do this. You gotta do this. Same thing with me moving to LA. Same. I had to take the leap because you can't sit around and think you're gonna become something different. Exactly, without doing it. Something you know, different. you have to put the work in. Um, let's talk grief. Let's talk about pops. Let's talk about uh, our friends as well. I mean, we're very young and we lost a lot of people, bro. Um, even this year alone, I would say maybe 25% of the people that I've graduated high school with is that, and I'm talking about women and men. Yeah. Um, a good girlfriend of mine, her name is Saya, her baby father, Kilter. Sheesh. Um, another situation 
It's endless. I don't like to call stuff out because I don't like to give like these people that feel like creating violence in our neighborhood yeah. is like the right way. So well, I don't like to talk cool. about you know. Like, I, I always I was like, bro, I could fight, right? Yeah. I, I can do things. I got family that can back me if mm-hmm. the situation got to that level. But that's the thing. It's a responsibility at that point. You know, I got we have family that'll crash out over us. Yeah. So we can't like me personally, I'm like, I'm not gonna call somebody I love and tell them to do something that will end up you know, and then regret having that person because that's what it started coming down to for me. It was like keep fighting or go to jail. Yeah, you it was me? getting like that. I mean, I used to criticize you a lot, bro. I was like, bro, I don't want to talk. Once to you. I got locked up those two times, and mommy came and got me, and she told me the last time, like, bro, they get you. Like, I'm not coming back up here, bro. Yeah, had to make the decision. So I feel like we all we may all have. Become subject to the negativity that our neighborhoods and that our other family member generations before us may have, trauma, yeah, you know? that they may have gave us. But we all have to perseverance. We have to decide. Yeah, no, you like have it a choice. To, it's like got to be a moment in your life where you sit down and look in the mirror and say, "Okay, this is no longer yeah. for me." You know what I mean? And once I got there. That's when everything changed for me. Yeah, it always took like an extreme because we come from an extreme place. Absolutely. And I think I, my first thing since while we're on the topic of grief, the biggest impact on my life was losing my dad at 16 years old. Yeah. Um, we are fairly young. Kids. I was just, I just, I was just turning left. 19 this year. You just left. I just left. And guess who was calling me and talking to me every day? Him. When I called so. and talked, when he used to uh, talk to you, he used to call me after and used to always say, like, yo, I can't believe he's not here. Like, it's so weird that it he's is. not here. Like, I keep calling him because he's not in the city. It's so weird to me. He's so, he was so proud of you. Yeah. He, damn, I could tear up. Oh, yeah, for he sure. He was so fucking proud of us. Like, I, I want to say one thing for anybody uh, who knows him. He was an uh, infectious person. Yeah. Daddy laughed. He made he people was, feel better. Yeah. Pe- not, naturally. And like, not with much either. Not with much. Just his personality and charisma. One time you told me, as a kid, I was real mad at him about something that he couldn't buy us. And you told me that daddy was rich. And I said, he's not rich. <laughs> he don't have no money. And you told me that. He was rich in uh, other aspects. He, in other aspects. What he yeah. gave us. What he put into us. Because a lot of kids didn't have that story, he bro. Solely believed in us. Yeah. And he loved us with everything in him. Every fiber of his being. Yeah. I he, still remember when we. Uh, he was teaching me how to ride a bike. Yeah. And you crashed out. Mm-hmm. And we were coming back, and like you were crying at first because you crashed out. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got to the crib, you were laughing. Yeah. It's so many memories, man. Shout out Miss Tammy. Shout out our sisters. Yeah. Uh, shout out to their entire family. Yeah. It was um, a lot for everybody. My dad, losing my dad, losing our dad was like, for me, I was like unreal. I didn't believe it. Like, I had negative emotions about it. I was mad. Yeah. I wasn't really sad. I didn't get sad until like two years ago. Yeah, I mean that's the stages of grief, right? Yeah. So I was I was super angry at first, angry at you because you you went back to school. Yeah. I felt like that should have 
took was, you out of college. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I remember that. Yeah. You had a I, lot of animosity for me being there. I was like, angry, for, but I'm glad that you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean... Now... I mean, if I came back home with the mindset I had, I was in a nice place in New Boys. So, like, all the mistakes I made were low scale. Right. If I came back home, I probably would have crashed out. Yeah. So, I, I'm glad I did come back, mm-hmm. but I also... Regret it sometimes. Yeah. So you know. Um life I, and times. Life and times. <laughs> um, I feel like it was just like a uh a, a unjust act. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because the type of person he is, and it was the circumstances behind it. Yeah. The fact that it was days later when we found out mm-hmm. he was on loan. And um, also that we was all finally good. Yeah. No, we got to a really great place a with really daddy great place beforehand. With our entire family. Our whole though. family was Miss clicking. Miss Tammy and mommy was talking. Yeah. Everybody uh, was clicking. Connie and, the, and uh, Chloe was coming to the house. All the time. I was doing their hairs. All the time. All the time. Um, <laughs> me and daddy was talking on an everyday basis. So much he would used to mediate for us. Yeah, because we used to argue. <laughs> argue all day. And daddy used to call me like, yo, what's wrong with you with your brother, bro? And he was such um, a lighthearted, funny. Joyous. Joyous, open, um, honest. Anytime I make people laugh, I'm trying to channel daddy. <clears throat> for real. It's hard for me to look at you sometimes. Because I look just like him. Just like him. Like I can't look in your eyes because y'all have the same ones. Yeah. And I sometimes when you look at me, you follow me with your eyes like how he do. It hurts. It breaks yeah. you down. Well, I mean, I even walk like daddy. You do. You know, I, I knew there's a lot of narratives in my neighborhood or just our environment. So I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna let any anything stop me from having a relationship with my pops. He wasn't gonna allow it either, though. Yeah. No. 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 He. My He's, dad he, sought me out. Yeah, no, he was actively trying to get us. He he wanted he wanted he us. He wanted us. And I feel like it's the reason why I don't have um issues as far as father issues yeah, and, and I, like dealing with men and yeah. all of that. I was truly loved and cradled and babied and uh baby girled by my dad. Yeah, I, princess I, would, he, treatment. I got princess treatment. He called me Nana Mama from birth until his last day here. Um I was a princess to him. He didn't. It wasn't really much that I could show daddy that that would make him turn away from me. Yeah. And that's that's what I miss. I remember I used to get in trouble just so I could see daddy. Yeah. Like. <laughs> same. Same. Like, I, I mean, kids do that. But uh, let's talk about being self-driven. Um, I feel like. Because when I look in the mirror, I know I got to go get it. Yeah. You know. I feel like. Uh. No shade, but we don't come from much. Yeah. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. So um, I wanted to, when I look at myself, I always strive for more because I feel like we all, we have things and preconceived notions about us and or what we're supposed to be or what we could be. And I always just wanted to be more than that. I feel like it's no way being smart beautiful and talented isn't enough to have everything you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I never believed that 
any anywhere I came from would hinder me. Like the sky is still the limit for me. Yeah, no, I was able to adapt in a lot of spots. You Absolutely, know. and we wasn't. We didn't get a cat put on us either. Yeah, we could be anything. Everybody always told us we could be anything. Bro, pop, remember. pop, grandma, yeah. everybody, our entire family told us we could be anything. And yeah. that's one thing I can say for us: we can be psychos. But we we, we were raised love, right, and we love each other we very really hard. We love each other hard. Yeah. Our entire family loves each other. It's nothing one of us wouldn't do for the other. Um, what are your current goals right now? Uh, right now, I'm working towards getting my studio. There we go. And I want to be a home owner before I'm 25. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, I got some things on the way. Books on the way. You know, circus. And uh, after that, I'll try my first narrative, like either a comic book series or a book series. I love that. And then uh, let's talk about faith, because I'm not very much of a religious person, mm-hmm. but you, mommy, everybody else was. Yes. How did you feel when I wasn't on that wave? I was proud of you. <clears throat> I felt I was proud of you because I felt like you were sticking to who you are. Yeah. I don't. I never look for people to do things because other people are doing things. I felt like for you... Um, you're more spiritual than religious. Yeah. I feel like you feel, you know, you notice a higher power and that's what you believe in versus putting a label on it or calling yourself a Christian or Muslim or anything. I'm Muslim, but I'm Muslim because at a time of my life when I was probably the most angriest I ever was, that was the only place I found solace. Yeah. I mean, after you became Muslim, you you changed changed as a person. Yeah. It, it changed as a person. It gave me discipline. It gave me order. It gave me, okay, it's something more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because as kids, we look at everything trivially, like what's right in front of us. And being Muslim gave me future. Higher power. Higher power, higher purpose, divine interest, and being more open to things. Um, We always had each other's back. Absolutely. Regardless of anything. I remember I was getting kicked out and he hopped up. He's like, you're not kicking my brother out. <laughs> he can't go. Life and tools. But uh, do you remember the walking cooler? Yes. <laughs> Me and Nadia would get we, like we four would or five get, hugs. And yep. And we would put them in the bag and we would hold them between each other. <laughs> His wrist had one arm. We finally got some sneezes, everybody. Bless you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Life and tools. <laughs> But yeah, the walking cooler was everything. Me and Nani used to go to the same school. I used to walk her. She used to walk with me every day. Every day. We also had book club together at the books oh, at yeah. the uh, library. Yeah. After school. That was that was a lit time. I see Miss Wanda. That, that, that library really helped me as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Same. It was a safe space for us. Yeah. You can in, just, in the middle of everything. The trenches. Because yeah. we used to walk through the trenches to get to school. <laughs> every day. Every day. You see all types of all, shit. Uh, one time I mean, we came out of our door and it was a dead body. Yeah, yeah. Somebody got popped. Right in front of the door. I was I pushed Nani back in the crib. My mom was horrified and she thought that we was fucked up. You remember that? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> mean thought we was fucked up hey, for man, a long time. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little fucked up. Well, I was too, but I didn't have I didn't have that. Oh, I know. didn't show. You know, it, I wasn't you know. present enough to know that that was. I was I wasn't present enough to know that that was a thing. A thing like yeah. to you know that was a lot. I seen a lot of horrible shit. I mean, men got shot. This was this is our uncle's my mom youngest brother. 
Um, he got shot nine times. And when I rolled up to the hospital, his blood was all over. Everywhere. All over the ground. Big trauma. Uh, his clothes was all over the ground. I'm picking him up. He drove himself to the hospital. Saved his own he life. He has a will to live. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime I talk to Reggie, and we and Reggie grew up together. Absolutely. You know, He's like our brother more yeah, than he I, is anything. And a lot of people don't understand that. I used to go to Pop House every summer. Yes. <laughs> like, I was down with Pop. We were riding four-wheelers, raising dogs. Yes. Doing construction. That was a good foundation for myself as a man. Uh, can we get into Pop for a second? Yeah, I mean, Pop was Pop. Pop is one of my, also one of my biggest motivations in life. Because he showed us a business. He showed us a business. My Pop Pop has been a construction and installation, had a construction and installation company since I was born. Mm-hmm. Pitbull installation. Yes. And he still has it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, I, that's why I learned like autonomy. That's why I learned the business, mm-hmm. like. That was the first thing I saw, and it was right there. Also, Pop always had money, but he was never on that, you know? Because you, you come in our neighborhood, and, like, the guys who got bread... They always, say it. They always say it. And they always show it. But Pop, show it. Pop used his money to be the savior for our family. Yeah. And I love him and respect him for that forever. He showed me the responsibility of a man, you know? So, shout out Pop. Shout out to Life and Tums. Um... Remember the dance battles we had? Remember when it stopped the yard and uh, what was that? Who got next or who got? It was something. But me and Nadia used to dance battle. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, I would use I would put the money in the hat just like the movie. Absolutely, it was crazy. My brother ran um, a dance company for about a couple of years while we were in school because yeah. we had a couple girls. We, we were battling all the we time. We was battling we all battling the time, all but the people time. don't know about that part of Philly. Yeah. Well, that was that was, that when was we were like the Wu Tang yes. and all that. D Mac and Dollar Boys would come to uh, block parties and we would all get in circles and we'd listen to party music and we would dance. I like how like the music is starting to change in Philly again. Like, yeah, it's starting to go. It's, it's very start- positive, very party. I love it. Yeah, I'm glad like Philly rappers haven't gotten to that drill scene, bro. Yeah, well, Philly is a spit town, and yeah. we we like to make we like to have fun. Yeah. So one thing about us, we make music for our kids. We make music for our families. We make music for the people that matter to us. So yeah, one uh, Uzi, what Uzi doing right now for I just what, what I just want to rock is like for the culture. I love that. I listened to that song when I was in Happy Valley. Drunk as hell. And you was in Pennsylvania? Trying to rock. <laughs> and did you see the vibe though? Oh no, it was big. Bro, they go off. It's a wave. It's a wave, yeah. Me and you had a lot of close calls out there. I mean, a lot of times where we put everything on the line. Absolutely. So, I'm glad we went through that fire together. Um, I appreciate you. I, I feel like what you're doing with this is like the biggest thing around me. Yeah, I it mean, means you know, so we much built a platform, us. you know? Yeah, and our I family feel has like, a platform for anything we got going. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I built this. Yeah. We got options. And I, I appreciate that. Of course. I feel like we, most of the time, we're in like a box and we have to deal with who we know. And yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, all, it's not always the best quality when it's who who you know. But for this to be my first experience, like I've never experienced microphones and headphones and, you know, stuff, stuff like that. But this is the type of stuff that I want to do. 
uh, being a content creator and being like in the mix. In the mix. This is the type of stuff that I really want to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, and listen, I'm, bro. It's I've an been, honor to do it with my big brother first. It's an honor to do it with you. Um, yeah, like we've been doing this for two years. Grounded. We haven't missed a week. So proud of you, Aaron. Grounded. Shout and out, I think, Aaron. I think you and Aaron have a good show. I think it's about something, and I think it's funny as fuck. Oh yeah, and like I especially think, when we do the smoke sessions. Yes, that's all jokes. It's so funny. Usually, like life of times, we have to you know talk about something that's yeah. serious because that's the life of times. But smoke sessions, we get to have some fun, and uh, I appreciate that. But uh, shout out any upcoming things, like anything you got going. Um, so right now I'm in a pro in the process of working with a chemist that goes to Temple State. This is a good friend of mine. And I'm trying to make shampoo and conditioner to go with my product line. And I'm also trying to get a hair studio in August. And I have merchandise dropping in March. That's already in the works. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, sister. Thank you. Um, shout out your social media. Um, I'm at underscore Defiant Beauty Studio. Um, my website is www.defiantbeautystudio.com. I don't want to shout out anybody that's tapping in, never tap out. Shout out any guests we had. Uh, this PA run has been special because uh, I like to see the growth of everybody in my life. Yeah, I appreciate that. I didn't think you was going to do a show here, but you well, brought all the equipment. Yeah, I don't, I don't say things not to do it. Yeah. You know, my word is my bond. Absolutely. But uh, shout out to everybody in Life of Toms. Have a great night. Thank you.